Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Patrick, and welcome back to another week of your favorite podcast, Not Adding Up. This week, I have another returning co-host, Lisa. My mother is back for another episode. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Our episode, our first episode is actually, after I do this, like our you said most that, popular. Yeah. I know. I'm the most popular. I, I don't know if it's... I've done a lot of well-known cases, mm-hmm. and like that one's well-known, but it consistently gets a lot of streams. Like It gets the most weekly streams of any episode, mm-hmm. other than the ones I drop, but... What do you mean the other the ones that you drop? Like a new episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, that always gets the most. Oh, okay. And I just, this is like a light bulb thought. A very special day in the true crime podcast community world. And that day is Mary Ann's birthday from Crime Scene and Cupcakes. So everybody go over to Mary Ann's Instagram or Facebook or wherever you have her and leave her some love. She is an amazing human being, and I am so, so glad I've had the chance to meet her and become her friend. So, happy birthday, Marianne. Happy birthday. Marianne's the one with the dog, right? Yes. 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 Okay. We would get along, Marianne. Every podcast, she starts it with, hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker. <laughs> so, yes, she is definitely the dog mom. But without any further business... Let's get into this week's case. This week's case is Amy Lynn Bradley's Chilling Cruise. And that's right. We have made our way back to another cruise case. It's been a while, so I feel like it's, it's appropriate. Amy Lynn Bradley was a 23-year-old living in Chesterfield, Virginia, and she had recently graduated from Longwood University. Amy planned to start a new consulting job as well as move into a new apartment very soon. Our case takes place in March of 1998, and the Bradleys were planning their annual family vacation. It's kind of giving Hassan family vacation vibes. (laughs) We do it every year. Yes, we do. No cruises. No cruises, yeah. No cruises. We do not cruise. They were also using their vacation this year in part to celebrate Amy's graduation. It seems like their family is very close, and I like the fact that the fact that they take their annual vacation reminds me of us. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time. Something to note is that Amy was not a fan of the open water, and she had to be convinced to go on this year's vacation, which was a cruise setting sail from Puerto, Puerto Rico, heading to Curacao. She was not afraid of water in general, as she was a strong swimmer and a lifeguard, but just open water was not her thing. So the ocean. She didn't like... She liked the pool that was confined. <laughs> yeah, or maybe a lake. Just open water was... Maybe big lakes would not. Mm-hmm. Despite her fears, she knew that the family would have a great time, as they always did on the trips. And for a short three days, this is what happened. The family set sail on March 21st, 1998, on the Royal Caribbean's Rhapsody of the Seas. What is Rhapsody. Is that just, is that like, like, I know Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody is, like, really happy, Bohemian, I don't know, I don't know. 
limited vocabulary. You should have your father here. That was like the OG streaming service was Rhapsody. If you remember that, you are a real one. That was before Spotify and Apple Music and all of it. Rhapsody. I had that when I was younger. That was like my allowance one towards that. It was my music thing. Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. While enjoying the cruise, Amy would send a postcard from Puerto Rico to a friend of hers. Quote, hey girl, it's gorgeous here. We leave for Aruba tomorrow. I'll be home Saturday. While in Aruba, it is known that Amy purchased some souvenirs for her friends, as well as packed around 15 rolls of film. Wow, a lot of, a lot of pictures. She's going to make a collage. I mean, obviously before smartphones. Right. So. <laughs> right. March 23rd is the last morning where Amy's whereabouts are known. She would attend the ship's nightclub that evening. And I say evening, but it's like, I th- this is, a lot of the sources for this were wavy or like shaky on some of the specific mm-hmm. dates. So I'm assuming that the night of the 22nd, she started her night out and it was the morning of the 23rd. She was still out having some drinks, dancing at the nightclub. It was noticed that she was speaking with one of the members of the band that had played that night. This band was called Blue Oyster. Blue Oyster? And this band member's name was Alistair Douglas, and he went by Yellow for some reason. He was the bass player. And she, you said she was out in the nightclub, uh, which is family, so we're no siblings. Well, her or, brother. Her brother was with her. Her okay. brother, Brad. According to the ship's computerized locking system... Brad returned to the cabin around 3.35 a.m. and Amy about five minutes after. So they all stayed in the same cabin? cabin. Yes. Okay. It is known that Amy was feeling a little seasick. She wanted to get some fresh air and decided to sleep on the cabin's balcony that evening. Because she was just not having it. Maybe that was another reason why she like doesn't like she didn't want to go necessarily if she was prone to getting seasick. I wonder if I would get I wonder if she was just inebriated <laughs> it's 3 30 oh, yeah. in the morning yeah you know i mean yeah yeah i mean <laughs> if she'd too. been on the that there was the third day you said right that she mm-hmm. she was on the, the ship three days and was fine but no i think it, it it was talked about how she was feeling seasick so i think that it was okay. something that she had dealt with the next morning around 5 30 a.m her father ron woke up and saw her sitting on the balcony seemingly asleep he just saw her from like the hip down hips down but she Ron said that it looked like she was like comfortably asleep. When he woke up again 30 minutes later, she was nowhere to be found. The only things that were noticeably gone from the cabin were her cigarettes and lighter. Ron said the door to the balcony was open about 14 inches. So just like kind of cracked. Well, no, it's not cracked. That's about well, a foot. I mean a foot, yeah. yeah. Cracked is like barely open. So, like, so when you said that her cigarettes and her lighter were gone, I mean, she probably took those with her to the nightclub so she may have had them on her person when she went out on the I think that it is known that she had those when she got back so like she it's not there's not a possibility of her leaving those at the nightclub if that's what you were but saying but no I'm just saying maybe she had them in her pocket or you know what I'm saying and something we're getting to later is like I don't know exactly how they determined this but they determined that she changed clothes before leaving before going out into the balcony? Before going out, before disappearing. Okay. So she took those, she took her cigarettes and lighter, is what is assumed. After searching the common areas, Ron became very worried and he knew this was very unlike Amy. She wouldn't just go somewhere without saying anything. I guess what I'm a little confused about is she went out 
earlier in the evening. She, she had her cigarettes with her when she went out to the, the nightclub. Assumingly, it's not like right. that was very talked about. Okay, but, but you said when. But then when you said she when she went, went missing. I mean, she came back to her room. They said she was there like at three twenty-five, and she didn't feel well, so she went out on the deck. And the cigarettes and lighter were not in the room, but they should be because she came home. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. I just thought maybe she might have had them in her pocket. No. Something she like. She changed her clothes. Oh, you did say that. I'm so sorry. You said that. I, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. He then woke up his family to tell them the news, and they would immediately tell the ship's crew, who were who were concerned with everything except their missing guest. This is a quote from her mother, Iva. I got very, very panicked and frightened, and I asked them, please don't put the gang plank down. You need to lock the ship up. You need to back the ship off of the dock. Don't let anybody off this boat. Somebody's got my daughter. They begged the crew to not let the ship dock in Curacao and to make an announcement. Neither of these things were done. While there was an announcement, this was after they were docked and a majority of the ship's passengers and even some of the crew had left the ship. Around noon, they conducted a search of the ship with their staff and nothing was found. And again, with these type of things, there's not really a law enforcement of any... um, There's not law enforcement or... One that's assigned because it's in different countries and. Well, they were right? docked in Curacao at this point. Okay, so that those would have been the authorities that would have been. The local authorities were alerted, and this was the Netherlands Coast Guard. The Netherlands Coast Guard conducted a three to five day search, depending on where you look, and they looked in the open water for any signs of Amy. Zero zip nada. To this day, we really don't know what happened to Amy. Oh my gosh. All we know is that she left her cabin in between 5.30 and 6. She took her cigarettes and she changed her clothes. One of the few heartwarming things about this case is a quote from Brad. The last thing I ever said to Amy was I love you before we went to sleep that night. Knowing that that is the last thing I said to her has always been very comforting to me. Brad is her brother. Correct. Ron Ron is her dad. Mm -hmm. So some original theories were that... Well, the, the crew staff was, of course, trying to downplay the incident and make it seem like she probably fell overboard. But how do you this even time, downplay that? I mean, how do you not even, like, try to locate somebody? That's what... Because the people won't come back for a vacation next year. The ship was not far from shore at the time of the incident, and she was a very strong swimmer, so her family was confident that if she would have fallen overboard, she would have made it to shore because they were mm. about to dock. They docked at, like... They made the announcement at 7.50 a.m., and that was after everybody had already gotten off. So at 6 o'clock when she was missing, it was they were pretty close. I'm sure cruise ships don't move that fast. No. Gosh. There is no evidence of foul play. However, from the very beginning, her family believes that somebody saw her on the boat and decided they wanted to take her. Like kidnap, you mean, or, or human trafficking thing, like we, we talk about in some of the other cases? Or we are going to get into it. We have some pretty strong evidence that one of those things that you just said is the case. Mm-hmm. So, starting with the crew members on the ship, they were suspicious, and not just because they were little to no help. Like they wouldn't even let them hang up pictures of her. Do because it would upset the other guests. Oh God forbid the other guests got upset. I mean. Ron? It's their family, they would want to know. Yeah, no. Gosh. Ron remembers that a waiter asked for Amy's name, and he told him that they wanted to take her out to dinner 
in Aruba to Carlos and Charlie's restaurant. So they, they get fancy. Yeah, they, they. They. So a crew member wanted her name. I'm assuming a, cr- a male crew member wanted her name and then said they. Amy said they all gave her the creeps and she wouldn't dream of going out with them or taking them up on the offer. This could be all there is to it, but maybe they had a connection with her disappearance. A possible connection gets all the more chilling when you make a connection between Amy's case and the case of another missing woman's who disappeared from Carlos and Charlie's restaurant years later. The restaurant that uh, they were going to take her to. If you know who I'm talking about, get ready for next week's episode on her. And if you don't, make sure to tune in. So, this band member, Yellow, Yellow. another passenger reported seeing Amy the morning she went missing around 5.45 a.m. And she was not alone. She was with a guy. I saw Amy and the band member walk over and up to the next deck above us. About 10 minutes later, he came walking around by himself. Referring to Yellow. So they didn't think to question him or... They didn't find that suspicious that this person, another crew, person, um, a passenger, wasn't a crew member. A passenger saw Amy in the sky. That's not the only thing that's suspicious. That's pretty- he went up to Brad and told her that he was very, told Brad, yellow told Brad that he was very sorry about the situation. And this was before anybody knew. <laughs> Except for the family and select crew members. So again, no red flags. No red flags. That this guy comes up and says he's sorry and shouldn't even know. They questioned him, at least. So that's good. But nothing came from the questioning. Except for... More questions. He walked out of the questioning room and the Bradley family was in the lobby. And he looked at them and smiled and gave them a thumbs up. As if everything was like sunshine and roses. To her family. Mm Mm-hmm. Ron said he had to hold himself back and keep his composure, but inside he was irate. How is that not waving red flags and cause for suspicion? Yeah, it is suspicion. They questioned him, but they can't do anything else. You can't take somebody to court because they did that. Yeah, but you could keep digging. You've got to be... It's a boat. I mean, there's... Like you said, they docked. They didn't say anything, Mm -hmm. so they could have taken her off of the boat. Or throwing her over. I mean, gosh. But I think the Coast Guard would have found her. He would. I don't know. I feel like, she, I don't think she was thrown over. I don't think so either. No, we have pretty hard evidence that she wasn't. The ships, the ship has a photo service that they would take of all the passengers, take pictures of them having a jolly grand time on the Rhapsody, whatever the fudge. And they would try to tell them <laughs> the pictures at the end of the cruise. And for whatever reason... All of the pictures of Amy had been deleted around nine to ten hours before she went missing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There is no explanation for this offered. So that that the um the cruise Royal Caribbean is the one who did the pictures, right? So they obviously knew something. If they, I mean, could have been another guy. Yeah. 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 Some like somebody who is as obsessed with her. Yeah, but I mean, for the pictures to be deleted. 10 hours before she went missing. To somebody new. Like somebody was obsessed with her. Somebody took her to leave the pictures. 
but it still had to be somebody that was part of Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Okay, mm-hmm. we're saying the same thing. Okay. Yes. We're saying the same thing. That is what that leads us to believe. Yes. Okay. Jeez. The family would enlist the help of the FBI, who would conduct an intense investigation. They questioned Amy's friends, family, co-workers, and even some of her college coaches. Which it really wasn't even touched on, like, what she played. But, like, they went, the FBI went in. Okay, I don't understand why they would go back to people that weren't even involved. I guess maybe just history. to find everything yeah, about yeah. her. Right, to learn knowledge. I don't think either one of us can comprehend what the FBI does when they're looking into somebody. No. <laughs> Only what we see on TV, which isn't real, yes. so. The farthest thing from. <laughs> Marianne would have a, some way in. She worked with the FBI. The cruise line would continue to maintain their status quo of helpfulness. And they neglected to attend any of the interviews with the police. Rather, they sent their lawyer. Of course. Oh, gosh. That's so sad. With no promising leads, the family would go back to Curacao to see if they could find anything of use. Within 24 hours, they received a very interesting tip. A taxi driver who saw a flyer of Amy, recognized her, told the family that he saw her the morning that she vanished. He told the Bradleys that Amy came up to his car moments after the ship docked and was acting very frantic. She asked where the nearest payphone was, and that is all he really had to report. But he said that he remembered she had very pretty green eyes and they stood out and he would never forget them. And this was something that made it clear to her family that it was he her. was telling the truth. Yeah. I'm not clear if they were black and white photos, but being in 1999... Or 1998, I think this was. They had colored photos in 1998. But, like, was it expensive to print flyers in color versus black? Oh, no. There were colored copiers back then. Okay, so it wasn't, like, a cost increase? It just depends on the... I mean, like, in all my, like, early 2000s cases, half the cameras are, like, only take pictures every three seconds. So technology evolves rapidly. Right, but you said the pictures with the flyers. I just don't know. I don't know if the fact that he said green eyes, like, were they not in the flyer? Well, I'm sure it would give her description. Yes. So, yeah. And but he, yeah, and he, obviously he read the description or saw the colored picture. She must have yeah. just had very, very pretty eyes, and, like, obviously you couldn't see that from, like, that That was just something that, okay, he's telling the truth, yeah. But she didn't get in the car. She just looked frantic and asked and where asked the, the payphone where pay was. They would also conduct some searches with the help of local authorities. And four days into searching, Brad, her brother, heard Amy call his name from a passing van. Brad was certain it was her because she had a specific way of calling him. However, they followed the van and either ended up following the wrong van or Brad just imagined this because it led nowhere. Oh my gosh. Four days days after. Like four days into returning to Curacao, they were searching again. So okay. it wasn't four days after the... Okay, okay. So a while. Oh my gosh. Gosh, that's just... I can't even imagine. In 2001, two years later. Three years later. Three years later. A former member of the Navy came forward with a disturbing story. He said that while he was in Curacao in 1999, he visited a brothel and met a woman who told him her name was Amy Lynn Bradley and begged for his help. The man was a petty officer in the Navy and was afraid of getting in trouble, so he kept this to himself for the next two years. That's why I said two years. Oh my gosh. So then Carlos may be right about the... uh... There's more. 
But this next one, we're going to talk about Frank Jones, who is a grade A scumbag. In 1999, the Bradleys were contacted by Frank Jones, who told them he was a Navy SEAL and he had the authority and power to assist them in finding Amy. Obviously, he wasn't. He would work with the family and plan and supposedly carry out an intense rescue plan, maintaining regular contact with the family. This contact was not only to keep them up to date, but... It was also to keep their operation well-funded. Over the next three years, the family would pay Jones over $200,000, including $24,000 out of pocket. The rest was from a missing persons fund set up by Nation's Missing Children Organization. So, obviously, this guy was not a Navy SEAL. I don't know if he was a Navy SEAL at all, but he was definitely lying about a hell of a lot more. Because in 2002... Jones was exposed for fraud and he was sent to prison in order to pay the money back. I mean, why would you not kind of investigate or ask for some, I don't know. Here's Ron's answer. If there's a chance, I mean, what else do you do? If it was your child, what would you do? So I guess we took a chance and I guess we lost. God bless him. Yeah. You would do the same for me. Yes. You would sell everything. You would no, pay I'm millions not, of dollars I'm just to saying, a stranger Oh, absolutely, but I would still probably try to determine if this person was they definitely legit. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. He was, like I said, he was keeping very good contact and like sending them updates on this mission. Like he was very elaborate. So they were trying. Like I, you, I mean, just show me some type of, I don't know, ID, but you know what I'm saying to... I'm sure he had it. Con man can do those types uh-huh. of things, can get those types of things done. If he is a professional con man, which clearly the, he was. I don't know, maybe the, I would have the police wouldn't have known that he was bad or maybe they just didn't even at that point they were done dealing with the police or I mean the police don't know everything and like they I know and like they're not going to come to the rescue for right I know they can't for every right I got you they don't for a lot of things that they can't do well there's that I guess in 2008, you guess, have you been listening to No, 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 I, I didn't We're mean, on I, episode 27. Patrick, I didn't mean, like, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I, I guess you're... In Go 2005, ahead. a woman reported seeing Amy at a department store in Barbaros. 2005? That's seven years. She said she was being followed by two men who were threatening her to go through with the deal. The men would leave her alone for a minute, and she spoke with Amy, who told her her name was Amy, and she was from Virginia. Oh, my goodness. The woman said Amy was very upset. Before she could get more information, the men approached again and kind of took her away. Took her away. So why didn't you, like, yell or scream or something to, like, if you're this woman that... I don't know. If I thought some person was getting abducted or taken against their will, I would probably speak up, but that's just me. She went to the... I don't know, Mom. What do you mean? Like, in the department store, start screaming. Well, if they were, like, dragging this woman away. That's not what was happening. Okay. She was terrified. And she was obviously terrified. She, Amy. Amy couldn't make a scene. She was obviously scared to make a scene. Because I'm talking about she the, did make a scene. Yeah, but if, if the woman is scared to make a scene, if you make a scene, you don't think that woman is going to face those repercussions? That she was already scared to make a scene? If you make a scene, if that woman's scared to bring attention to her, they can take her out into the parking lot and shoot her. You're talking about Amy? Yes. Like, she was terrified. 
she was obviously very soft spoken. She was very like hush hush. She was very like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, obviously, I've never been in that type of a situation. I hope I never am. I'm just saying. I think I would. What would you have done? I don't know, Patrick. I start would start screaming. And the- I would say try to draw attention to him so maybe people could stop them. Yes, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, well, you, yeah, she had nothing to go off of. She went to the FBI and she allowed a hunch, to feeling, come. gut feeling sometimes. She created a composite sketch with the FBI. Like she did everything she could, but like I don't know. There's really not much you can do when a literal stranger. Like she could have been. You know, I, I am that person, Patrick. I mean, you know that. And I know you are very caring, but it's like I don't know. I just what else this woman could have done. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you're in a department store, if they're scary men. And it's a, a young woman. And you're also a woman. I don't know, Patrick. I'm in a department store. There's a gazillion people around. You know, there's a gazillion people around. Yeah, but I don't like, know. I mean, that's just have me. Have you ever being... heard of the bystander effect? Have you ever heard of a woman yeah. who was killed in front of her apartment and thirty no. people watched her no. get stabbed to death? I'm and sure. Was two hours where they could have called the police. The bystander effect is very real. How many times have you been? In, I feel like Dad's story with the car alarm. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Like, the bystander effect is real. If you hear somebody screaming... No, I don't, I don't disagree with yeah. that. It's, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, that was... And this isn't... That like, was... Also, this isn't in America, either. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what... I don't know what the cl- social climate is like in Barbaros. But, I mean, I, you, I get the whole bystander thing, but... This woman did way more than anybody else, I right. feel like. I mean, yeah, you said she went to the police. The, FBI, and, yeah. the sighting lines up with another sighting. This one was less solid but a man contacted the Bradleys after seeing Amy's picture on TV and said that while he was on vacation in Curacao he saw Amy walking on the beach with two men and Amy noticed that the man was speaking in English and began to rush over to him however before she could get to him the men stopped her and redirected her oh my goodness so how can nobody like find these people or follow them or I mean the people that see him okay so the person that was speaking English that she ran to knows that you know it, it was, was her recognized her Go- after the fact he saw it on tv after the after fact. he had seen her on the beach and it's not all happening i know in the same I, I know i, the I just setting, barbaros deciding curacao the most disturbing lead came in 2005 an individual working with the family who had experienced tracking down victims of sex trafficking located a photograph on a website advertising sex workers in the caribbean the woman was labeled Joss, J-A-S, Joss, 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 and it was of a woman who was in her underwear lying on a bed looking either distressed or pissed off. Could be both. She just did not look very happy. Multiple specialists, including some of, with, some of which working with the FBI, have analyzed the photo and come to the conclusion mm. that the possibility of it being Amy is a very high one. Seven years later. As upsetting and in your face as this new potential lead was, it did not generate any further use. Okay, so it was on a website. Can they not track that? I mean, can they not? Do you know the, like, ah, uh, do you know about the, the deep dark web and the deep, deep web? Yes, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I know it's bad. <laughs> I know. We have access to like 7 to 10% of the internet. Normal people like us. Law-abiding, normal citizens. Well, people who don't have very high, I'm sure if you get up high enough in the world, then you will. But yeah, 
So the deep and dark web are huge. Huge. Very huge, very scary. It's still active. But can't, like... No, I'm like, it, it, there's obviously not a way for the dark web to be shut down because you can still buy drugs, still you can yeah, still hire still hitmen, you can still do all these things. It happens. Gosh. There have been many other sightings. However, I have mentioned the most credible and one of the least credible, if you will. There have been remains found believed to be Amy on more than one occasion. After testing, they were not linked to her. So whose kid was that, or whose family was that? It happens every day. Twelve years after her disappearance, Amy was declared legally dead on March 24th, 2010. The FBI is still keeping the case open and offering a $25,000 reward for information that could lead to closure. Can I ask a question? How can they legally declare, declare somebody legally dead if they don't have a body? I mean, missing is one so thing, but how do you... I was interested in that, too. The only other case that I've had where that's happened was Robert Wykow when he was, like, 65 when he went missing. So I'm not sure. Neither, I mean, in this case, more so than any of the other ones that I've heard you do, there have been so many sightings of her. It you know might I mean? be to open up avenues to prosecute people. I don't know. Because there's still a $25,000 reward for any information leading to closure in this case. But there, closure how? I mean, closure, just to know what happened? I mean, yeah. where the body is, what happened to her? Okay. The family is also offering $50,000 for any information regarding her location and $250,000 for information that leads to her safe return. Oh my gosh. It seems like contacting your local FBI office would be the best way to go when going about reporting any tips, and I will have that linked in the sources for this week. So, I realize with like my missing person cases, I really don't typically give descriptions, and that's just because like me personally, if somebody were to describe somebody to me, I would have no image in my head whatsoever. I feel like it's like common I feel like I don't know I go I work under the assumption that like if somebody's gonna care about this case they're gonna google her picture they're gonna look at my post like you need to see mm -hmm. the person you need to see right. it with your own eyes I feel like descriptions only go so far right. but in this case part of the reason why there have been so many sightings is because of her tattoos and you really can't see very many tattoos and photos so I'm going to give a quick description of her tattoos Amy Lynn Bradley had a Tasmanian devil spinning a basketball on her left shoulder, a Japanese sun on her lower back, and a Chinese symbol on her right ankle, as well as a blue gecko lizard around her navel. She also had multiple ear piercings and a two and a half inch scar on her right shin. Tattoos, um, obviously, would be good. And that was how a lot of people identified her yeah. I, you know when you said the green eyes the bright green eyes that's what the taxi driver guy said so i think that's a space jams reference tasmanian devil spinning a basketball mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god so you said oh, 10 about 10 years afterwards is when they declared her dead or mm -hmm. 2010 so 12 so 12 years yeah and her family obviously is still Around, yeah. And her brother and her it parents are still alive. It had. It didn't say that any of them had passed. So, 
Was her brother like close in age, mm-hmm. older? Young? I'm sure you said in the beginning, didn't you? Um, I did older? not oh. get his age. It seemed like they were pretty close in age, age, though. Wow. I just. <sighs> yeah, it's just like creepy because like we have the pretty solid confirmation that she did get like this is a case so many where, so many pe- yeah people saw her and it's kind of giving a sneak peek into next week the case is a very very well-known missing persons case who is another young woman who it it seems that Trafficking. that is a possibility yes and it was out of aruba at the how restaurant. do people do that how do people it's a billion dollar oh, industry i'm sure Money does not make you happy. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. I mean, I just don't... That's just me. But what it buys does. Huh? For some people, what it buys does. No, it doesn't. Because they always want more. They never have enough. People who have a ton of money always want more. They want more money. They want more power. So, yes, that was Amy Lynn Bradley's Chilling Cruise. Just getting ready to start her life. I mean... And, yeah, I didn't even really talk about the fact that, like, some people... It's not really entertained, but, like... Oh, she could have left on her own accord on that boat. Like she had the opportunity to leave, but like yeah. And then all the times that she was seen, like the two or three times, people specifically said she was with not to two mention, men, and she was frightened. Not to mention her new job, her right, new apartment, right. and her beloved dog that she had at home, which was mentioned multiple times in articles. And the fact that she was bought two years has pictures. Like she was not going to disappear no. on her own accord. That was not. No. Try again. Like I said, if you have any information, go to your local FBI office. Um, There'll be a link with a map of the U.S. and all the local FBI offices in my sources for this week. I've done that for another episode. I can't remember which one. But so definitely reach out if you have anything of use. My heart goes out to the Bradley family. It really seems like you guys have been very determined to find answers in this case. And the fact that multiple individuals like Jones have taken advantage of that is just disgusting. Yes. But I hope that with your continued efforts, you can find some some answers or even bring Amy home back to you guys. Amen. Because it seems... I think the last like solid sighting was 2005, and that's when that photo was found too. Wow, so almost 20 years, 18. So she was, when she went missing, she was- 23. 23. Wow. To be 47. Thank you for coming back for another week. I didn't really sugarcoat this one as much as I did the last one. This one's a little worse. It's mm. definitely not one of my worst cases, but more Murray, there definitely wasn't any photographs of her and potential sex slavery. So not quite as heavy hearted. <clears throat> Maybe you won't come back now. No, you'll definitely be back for another episode. Oh, yes, I will. I'll come back. I will come back. I think it's I, I think it's good what you do and it would be wonderful if it was helped mm-hmm. somebody to be found or to, to help the families because I just uh, 
I can't imagine it. It gives me anxiety <laughs> Listen to the, listening to them. Of course, I worry about you guys, you and your sister. If you guys want to connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram at podcastnau. That is at podcastnau. You can also find me on Facebook and TikTok by looking up Not Adding Up. I just got to 3,000 followers on TikTok, so that's exciting. Thank you all for following me. I hope you enjoy the content I put out. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I will be posting another episode next Saturday, like I do every Saturday. So be sure to stay tuned. I hope you are all having a great morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever it is you are listening to this. And I hope you tune in again soon for another case that just does not add up.